What is going on, beautiful people? I hope you are having a fantastic day. Welcome back to another episode of the Thrive Forever Fit Show. As always, I'm grateful for you. I'm pumped that you're here. And the fact that you spend your time listening to me rant and rave is unbelievably amazing to me. And I, I couldn't be more grateful for it. Secondarily, this podcast is sponsored by a brand new product that I have just released to the market. It's called Elite Collagen. If you're not taking a collagen product, then you just don't care about your healthy skin, your healthy hair, your healthy nails, your joints, your cardiovascular health, just your overall body wellness. Collagen is an amazing product that is going to help with everything. And listen, I mean, you're exposed to a lot of elements. Why not internally fortify your system with a beautiful collagen? But here's the situation. Some of you guys would know, hey, bud, I'm already taking a college. Appreciate you. Got gotcha. you. I got bad news. The problem is this. Most collagen powders are just that. They're powdered collagens, and they're made from bovine, which is cows, or porcine, which is pig's skin. Have you ever seen a cow's skin or a pig's skin? Some of them are plant-derived. We won't even get into those. The collagen, it's not even really a collagen product. It's a, a makeup of stuff that tries to become collagen. But if you're taking a collagen powder, one of those big hefty collagen, gross, chalky, whatever it is, just know that it's coming from skin of cows and pigs. And of course, they wash them. But if you've ever been at a pig farm or a cow farm, not the most savory of things. My collagen is a marine-based collagen. And here's the big thing. Forget all the other shit I've already said. Here's the differentiation between mine and the one you're already taking. Mine is half a tablespoon every day. It's a delicious chocolate mint flavor. And here's, here's the big stuff. Here's the, here's the real deal. Here's what nobody's telling you. The powdered collagens get broken down inside of the gastrointestinal stomach, inside of the stomach. That's not where collagen gets absorbed. Collagen actually gets absorbed and has a higher efficacious benefit if it's absorbed in the small intestine. Well, see, mine passes through the stomach based on a beautiful collection of, of polymers and a collection of these peptides. If you heard that, that's just Rudy taking a sneeze. He likes to be introduced in some of these podcasts, and I didn't give him a proper shout out. But my collagen actually passes through the stomach and gets digested inside of the small intestine, which is where all the magic happens. Your powder product's not even making it there. So you're getting very minimal, if any, efficacious um, effects from drinking that chalky, gross-tasting powder product. So if you're interested, just go to thriveforeverfit.com. Go to my store. You'll see Elite Collagen on there. You can pop me a note. I'll give you all the details. It is unbelievably amazing. I've been taking it for a while um, because I've been testing it and, and creating it and everything. Guys, it is revolutionary and it is unbelievable. I can't wait for you to try it. Elite Collagen. Go grab yourself some today. Take care of your skin. Jamie, what's going on, bud? Oh, hello, Jay. How's it going? Going good. How you doing? Oh, just fabulous. Another day in paradise. So you told me you just got an hour, not an hour, a mile walk in, taking Sophia to school. Yep. Because, well, actually two miles. Right, because they're back, right? You got to get there and back. <laughs> now, I think that's a genius idea because yesterday you said you sat in traffic for 45 minutes, which is absolutely ridiculous. So how's it going with her, with her school thing? I know that like, you know, being a busy mom and all that, we're going to talk about a ton of stuff, guys. Like Jamie's a self-care expert and we're going to just dive into everything. But 
it's going to be very conversational because I'm just a curious person. I want to know how Sophia is enjoying school. You're awesome. Thank you so much for asking. It is absolutely wonderful. It's been her third day and she loves it. She's never been in school before for five years. She's been with me 24 seven. So to have her in school and loving it. And it's so great for me. It's such a blessing. And then walking to school, just like between you and I after, so I I drove her yesterday because we were running a little behind and I thought, okay, it'll be quicker. Took me almost 45 minutes to get one mile home because a light was out. Yeah. I thought to myself, man, if only people could recognize it took us 15 minutes to walk there this morning yeah. and we got to stop and smell the roses and yeah. play, you know, red light, green light. And yeah. it was like this awesome experience together. And I thought to myself, man, if people could recognize that just even a 15 minute walk, a 10 minute walk can just like totally change your day and just get your body moving and help you thrive. Like your hat yeah, says. Totally. So, so yeah, we're thriving this morning. And I'm thinking about her, like just from a neurological perspective, like showing up in a car, right. Even though you're together, but it's, it's just a different energy. And we talked about frequency totally. when I was on your podcast, but like, I'm super into that. Like so different to walk to school with you talking, chatting, holding hands, you know, looking at flowers, bees, like whatever you're, whatever you get, you know, it, you know, in front of you and she's going to go into class today and probably have a little bit of a different experience than like showing up in a car. You know what I mean? Just totally. From, and how now I don't have kids. So I'm, I'm kind of a stooge when it comes to like, that kid is seven, which means they're in blank. Like I've no right. idea. So right. how, how old is she? She's five and okay. she's in kindergarten. Okay. So it's like the first, first segue. Cool. Here's <laughs> what I remember about kindergarten. I remember naps. I remember milk. And I remember like our, my teacher had these blow up, like, I don't even know if there were numbers or whatever they were, these blow up things that would like teach us like about the alphabet or whatever it might be. Um, and it was awesome. It was, I mean, yeah. who doesn't love kindergarten? Like, what, what do they do? in? I mean, I know it's, it's three days in, but what does a kindergartner do? So it's really, it's actually really amazing, the curriculum. So there's a saying, I don't know who it's by and I need to look it up, but it's saying, um, the saying is everything I need to needed to learn in life. I learned in kindergarten okay. and, um, because the main things that they teach them are, you know, the foundational arithmetic, like she came home yesterday and she's like, I know what four plus four is. It's eight, you know, and they teach them like, right. Like really being able to write, like she can write letters and stuff, but now putting together sentences and starting to piece together all of these things that from a really young age, they kind of are just, you know, absorbing everything. And then kindergarten, I think it kind of starts to come together. And then of course, my favorite thing, her school's motto is all about kindness. And our number one rule in our house is be kind. So like there's kind stuff all over her cool. classroom, which I love. And, um, and then they do, you know, like I'm actually going to be teaching in the classroom every Friday movement and music to the kids. Oh, so cool. for me, I'm like, that's something I love doing. So it's, it's kind of a collective of, of everything, but it's definitely the most, I would say of all the years in school, it's the most fun because there isn't the pressure of the curriculum or there isn't the pressure of, you know, you have to compare yourself to someone else. Like they're not there yet. And so it's this precious age where they just get to socialize and yet be like little animals. And, and speaking of animals, her classroom, I, this is to anyone out there that is a procrastinator like me. Um, I waited until the very 11th hour to actually sign up all the paperwork I needed to get her into this school. And and I had three parents that were like, I can't believe you waited this long. Like we were in line for three years. Like parents literally have their kids signed up like years before they even go. Yeah. Not me. Um, 
And cause I didn't, I was like, maybe I'm in a homeschool, whatever. Anyways, what? sign her up in the 11th hour. And, and I kind of had that guilt for a hot minute of like, Ooh, was that bad? Like, is she going to get in? You know, this, not, not only did she get in, she got the dopest class that has five class pets. It's the only class in the whole school that has pets, which is oh, cool. super rare. And we love animals. Yeah. And then her teacher is freaking awesome and loves fitness and yoga and all this awesome. stuff that I do. So like we've super bonded and she already knows a bunch of the kids in the class from being at the beach. So I'm like, yeah. that just worked out. So it just goes to show that not like sometimes you don't have to plan everything so far in advance. Like it's still going to work out. Totally. Okay. So I'm <laughs> thinking now, like, I'm so fascinated with like, with you're like, you're such a weirdo. Uh, no. me, not you. Um, I'm so fascinated with like, like curriculum and thinking I always, I have a fictitious um, son named Thor. And so I always say, if Thor was blank, this is what would happen. So I think about Thor a lot. I'm like, what would I do? Like, would I homeschool Thor? Would I put him in a regular public school? Would I put him in a, a special school? Would I, what would I do? And so is this, this sounds a little bit like, and I know it's kindergarten, guys. I don't, I get it. I get it. <laughs> it's but the beginning. It's a big I know, deal. I feel like it's a huge deal. Um, is it a, is it a public school? Is it a regular? I mean, I use the word regular. I don't even know what that means. Is it, but cause it sounds very like, you know, we got pets, we, we're going to let you come in and like move and flow and, and, and dance and, and create those kind of things. Is it, is it a regular school? Oh, it's really fascinating. You said that. Cause I definitely did the whole, what you've done with your fictitious Thor, which I love by the way that you chose Thor. <laughs> um, okay. I'm, I'm Greek and everything I pick is like of ancient Greek, you know, anything, right. but love, love Thor. Um, so I kind of went through the whole thing and I was like, okay, you know, I travel a ton for work. I'm constantly, you know, Sophia has been on if, for the first two years of her life, she was on 50 different flights with me. We were back and forth all over the place for fitness videos and in, speaking engagements and all sorts of stuff. Um, and so that's kind of been our lifestyle for the last five years. Right. And mm -hmm. so all of a sudden going, okay, now we're going to go into some sort of a system. This is crazy. Like it's great, but then scary and all the right. things. So I really did a lot of research. Um, and where we live, we're very fortunate where we live and where we live is a very small beach town community where it's kind of like Pleasantville. Everyone knows each other. Everybody's part of the community. Every it's very, very, where we live is actually called the village. And it's like that, like it's a village where everybody kind of participates. And so long story short, I thought about, you know, homeschooling, which I still may do at some point, but right. for kindergarten, I just think it's so great for her, yeah. like socialization that experience. Yeah. yeah. It's like just to be with kids every day. Um, and so, yeah, so this is actually the, like one of the local public schools here and it's oh, great, cool. like how they're doing it. Yeah. Now, this may not have any correlation at all, but I mean, you said you live in the village and then, you know, the kind of the subtitle to your book. And by the way, guys, make sure you go out and get the book. I'll put all the show notes and everything. So it's called Waves of Self-Care. But then the subtitle is It Takes a Village. Is there any, did, is there a correlation <laughs> there? Or are we just, like, what's, so going, is, what's going it on? Is, it is, yes. So um, village for me, I'm very much play on words type of person. Words are very important to me. And um, village, so rewind real quick. Um, six years ago when I was pregnant, didn't expect to become a single mother. And then that was kind of the route, the way, the way that life unfolded all good. It just, things happened. And I remember thinking to myself, like, I know I'm so lucky to have this village and she's so lucky to have this village of, I have this big Greek family. We have a million friends. We've got great community around us, whatever. We were not living in the village at that time, which okay. is funny. 
So we like cultivated this village, um, which has been the, the most beautiful, I, I can't even express. And then because of our village and like how, how, gosh, transformative. And I would have never expected to be like, to, first of all, I never thought I'd be a single mom, but secondly, I never thought I'd love being a single mom. And I never thought that, and don't get me wrong, it's been absolutely difficult in so many different ways yeah. and, you know, financially carrying the burden all the time and, you know, responsibly carrying the burden all the time. Like there's a lot that goes to it. However, I know that I've been able to be such a great mom because of the village I have of support, right? I have people who help me, you know, with her, help me work out, help me make sure we're eating. Like I have people that have come into our world and we all kind of team up together and we do things together. Yeah. So then fast forward pandemic hits. Um, I had a great career with this company that I loved dearly, dearly. And it was like, I was like, oh my gosh, I was making more money than I had ever made. I was working less hours than I had ever worked. I was literally like top of my game. And I'm like, this is amazing. And then boom, like two days before Christmas, they're like, we're so sorry. Everybody on the content team does not have a job tomorrow. And I was like, oh, wow. what? What yeah. about like severance? There was no severance. There was no nothing. Right. So it was like, go back to the drawing board. This is now the middle of the pandemic. So there's like basically no jobs. I was not planning on being like full-time entrepreneur. And I ended up writing a book with Sophia, a children's book um, called Sophia's Village. And she kind of wrote the story uh, and then, and then she developed all the characters and she was three at the time, which is amazing when I look back on that. And so we wrote this book, we published the book. It ended up getting bestseller in the children's department of like dinosaur fairy tales or whatever. Um, and then that prompted me to realize, okay, wait, I've always dreamed of writing a book. I've always been too scared or I had the feeling of like, am I good enough? You know, that whole thing. Um, and then lo and behold, I got in touch with a publisher who happens to be a dear friend of mine. And she's like, you're writing this book. Now, oh. now we ended up moving to this place called The Village. I wrote the entire book in this eight week journey um, while living in this village that we live in now. And the entire book, forgive my tangent, but the entire book is wrapped around basically debunking the biggest myth of self-care. I've been in this industry for over 10 years. I've been from, you know, so fitness and yoga, as I'm sure, you know, are typically two separated elements, oh, yeah, right? Totally. Like it's like either the people are going to do, you know, heavy lifting this and that, and they're not really doing yoga or yeah. the yogis are like, well, you know, true. why are you guys doing that? So yeah. uh, I started to recognize that. And I, I was fortunate enough to work with a lot of really big names in the industry. I got to work alongside Jillian Michaels for many years and, I just remember thinking to myself, I'm like, man, and I was in LA and I was like, man, like people are missing something here. Like you could have the shredded abs and the, this and, and that, but like, if you can't touch your toes because you're so tight and your hamstrings are so tight, like that's not great. Or you could also have that physique look and that beautiful aesthetic. But if your mind's all messed up, like yeah. that's not great. And then I remember thinking, I'm like, okay. And then most of my clients were on some sort of medication for oh. anxiety, depression, you know, sleeping pills, like whatever else. And I'm like, what? this isn't good. And like, you have all the money in the world, but yet you can't afford your own health and well-being without taking these things. Yeah. Something's up. So I decided to, to kind of branch off everything I was doing, especially when I became a mom, dove into self-care. And the biggest myth that I really want to just continue to just hit home to everyone is that self-care requires a village. And we all have this ability to cultivate a village like I have. 
uh, and that all my clients now have. It's just a matter of defining what it is that you need and then really putting it out there. So my book is, like I said, essentially like we're not on a solo mission. It's not about Jay doing his thing by himself or Jamie, which is funny. My nickname's Jay my whole life. Um, or me going through my life and having to do this all by myself, this super mom. It's like, no, 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 we're connected. Right. And so, yeah. Anyways, yeah. long story short. <laughs> I love that. I do. I want to, I want to dive into to that self-care a little bit deeper because I do think that there are, I think there's a lot of misconceptions on both sides. When somebody just says the word, right? Like, I think what we've done in our society current day is we've taken a lot of words and we've really messed them up or we've really added too many, you know what I mean? Like, and so I want to kind of like define and then maybe redefine and then kind of like, you know, kind of unpack that a little bit more. What I was going to say while I'm thinking about it is Lori and I got caught up watching Sophia and you on your Instagram and she is (laughs) so freaking cute. Like I can't get enough. I feel like she's like an old soul. Like you said, when she was three, she's writing this book and coming up these characters. And I'm like, this is not this kid's first time here. Like and no. just watching her and listening to her talk. And like, I love the little podcast episode you guys did. I'm talking like this kid is like, she may be five, but like there's like a 43 year old in there who, who can talk and think and process. And so I was, we were blown away by her. Like Lori screamed from the other room. She said, you got to see this. And so, oh, yeah, I thank came you. In. So, absolutely. So adorable and awesome. And I can't wait to see like what she does. Cause I mean, you don't, at five, she's got a great vocabulary. She's got a great brain. Like she thinks she's like unbelievable. I love it. And again, I'm an idiot when it comes to children. All five-year-olds could be like that. I don't know. So I'm not saying that your five-year-old's not for anybody listening. I'm just saying that I was impressed and I don't spend a lot of time around kids. I don't watch kid videos. So I was blown away. Anyway. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Let's talk about self-care. So I think some people define self-care as chocolate cake and bubble baths. Mm-hmm. I think other people define it as, you know, extreme wellness. Like I've got to like have everything perfect or it's not perfect. And then there's probably a thousand and one definitions like in the middle of that somewhere. Like, so how do you, like, what would be your, and this is a, a big question. What would be your definition of it? Like, so, and I've, I've clearly defined it like in, in this book, I've defined it over and over and over again by doing extensive research. And then through the years, um, the definition that I really, really, that just sticks with me and resonates most with me is taking action to preserve or enhance one's own well-being. And to me, in, in lay term, that really just means taking responsibility for your wellness and, and you really do get to define it, which it isn't a, it isn't a linear process. It isn't something that is just a one and done. And it certainly is all about meeting yourself where you're at. So you have to have a really deep awareness, you know, of who you are, like bringing in that self-awareness. And I think that what I've noticed with my clients, that's been the biggest keystone, like my moneymaker is getting someone and supporting someone on their own journey to meet themselves where they're at to define. So that's why the wave system. So define the W's. What does it mean to be well? I ask everybody, like, what does that mean? Yeah. It's not, it's not going to resonate the same, but even for you and I, we both love working out. We both love to like, right now I'm focused on like my finances. Right. So I'm thinking about like my financial wellness and I'm like trying to build that, you know, system there. And, and then the A in the wave system is awareness. So it's like shining the light on where am I at? Right. And how do you do that without the guilt, the shame, 
feeling crappy about it. Cause oftentimes people are like, Oh, I'm, I'm screwing it up. I'm not doing it right. I'm yeah. a mess or well, if I'm not perfect. Right I, yeah. I think, I think shame and guilt are just wasted emotions. I think it's, is the, they're two of the most, like if I could just, if I could take two emotional things that we all do and mm-hmm. like put them in, wad them up like a piece of paper and throw them away or burn them. Like those would probably be my two. Cause they just hold us back so immensely. Yeah. And they don't really, there's really, I can't think of any value that they bring. Yeah. Yeah. Keep yeah. it up, sorry. No, no, no. And, and I'm glad you brought that up too. I just literally yesterday, I was telling you about my, my really good friend and colleague, Dr. Chris Lee, who's a neuroscience doctor, brilliant. And uh, we were just doing a conversation on Instagram live talking about kind of this self-care for busy people. And he had brought up, you know, the, the guilt and shame element. And he was talking about just kind of like, how so many of us operate from our amygdala back in the brain, which is our fear and not from the prefrontal cortex and that we're, you know, consistently stimulating the stress response to all these different things going on based on something that maybe did happen when we were Sophia's age. Right. right? And like never actually facing it, never actually dealing with it, never actually like getting support for whatever that thing is, whether it was like some really big dramatic trauma or whether it was like, somebody like, you know, people say things to kids all the time. I just told a friend the other day, uh, it's interesting when you have a child, you really start to pay attention to what you say because they absorb everything. So like, for example, with guilt and shame, okay. Like this just plays into this perfectly. Really dear friend of mine does not have children. We're all like playing a game, like hide and seek or whatever it was. And, and Sophia did something that was, I don't know, really expressive or screamed or I don't know, whatever. And I think the, the friend's response was like, what is wrong with you? Or it was like something broke or, you know, something, something crazy happened. Right. And, and I'm not like, this is nothing against my friend that said this. It is in all sincerity. I've heard this 10 million times. Like I, now I can't, like, I'm so aware of what I hear parents and other people around kids say, because oftentimes, even the way we talk to ourselves, and I have to teach moms this, like so often moms are looking at themselves going, oh, I look fat. Oh, I look terrible. Oh, I look ugly. And their kids are sitting right there. What do you think is going to happen? So long story short, I was explaining to my friend, I said, look, you did nothing wrong. I don't want you to think like I'm mad or there's nothing like that. I just want to bring to your awareness and see if that resonates with you. Um, because this friend has also expressed to me some of their own childhood shame yeah. and guilt that they have. And I was like, Oh yeah, since we're on the subject, like da, da. and literally, and they were like, Oh my gosh, I feel. And I'm like, no, no, don't feel bad. The point of the matter is how cool would it be as adults? If we could start to unpack some of that crap yeah. and, and actually just bring more awareness to it so that the next generation doesn't have to like unlearn all the crap like that we have had to unlearn. Totally. So when it comes to the guilt and shame, I think a lot of it truly, cause I I'm similar to you probably on this. I think we have a lot of similarities. Like I'm so, I feel very lucky. I know I've done a lot of work and I'll continue to do work, but I do feel lucky. Um, I love myself as I am like really, really deeply. And so I screw up all the time, but I don't hold on to it or I don't like feel terrible about it. And I, and I know that part of it is a disciplined skill, but I also think some of it is like, I've just learned to like, not give a shit. (laughs) Like if that makes sense, no, it makes like, I really give a shit, but I, but I, I don't give a shit based on what someone told me when I was five. Yeah. I think growing up, I always felt weird. 
right? Like mm-hmm. they're different mm-hmm. or all, mm-hmm. all those things. And I think when you're, when you're little like that and somebody says a word like, oh, you're so weird or you're different or you're totally. quiet or you're shy or you're blah, 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 whatever it is, you don't really understand how to process it. And you, 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 you ingest it as a negative, like what's wrong yeah. with you. And then you start thinking, yeah. what, what, what is wrong with me? Shit, Something's wrong. wrong with me. Yeah. She said, Sophia said to yeah. me the other day, she was like, mommy it was like randomly after it was yeah. not like immediate yeah. and she was like is there something wrong with me and I was yeah, like totally. oh my gosh you know and that's yeah. she that it, it's amazing when you start to see it from that perspective yeah. right yeah. I think we probably even do that as adults we probably in, we hear things like that and we we you know we ingest them and then they they present themselves later on I'm like you though like the older I've gotten like I've learned to embrace that weirdness like I wouldn't mm-hmm. change it for the world like it's it's actually a gift if you really want to totally think about all right so we got the W we got the A what's the V the V okay so we've got the defining what wellness is bringing the awareness to where you're at meeting yourself with love and compassion and then the V is vision so once we have that clarity around the awareness then we can start to cultivate you know like for example this was something I had like in front of me for so long. And I always wanted to be like surfer girl at the water, living at the water. And it's so great. Cause I'm like, ah, oh, this is totally my life now. You know, like I'm at the ocean every single day I'm surfing. I'm like, this is what I get to do every day. And so I think when we create that clear vision and then we put it in front of us, like, so for example, when we look at our self-care and we kind of say, okay, you know, like we'll take the physical, for example, if somebody says to me, Hey, Jamie, I really want to work on you know, exercising regularly, whether it's losing some weight or feeling better in my skin or, you know, loving myself naked as I am, blah, blah, blah. Okay, cool. Then we bring the awareness. What are you currently doing? Then we start to cultivate this vision. And then the E in the wave system is energy because everything, you know, our mood follows action. Our life follows our action. Our action is inevitably what's going to make the difference. You said two words and I wrote these down whenever you're talking about self-care, when you were kind of given the definition of it. Mm-hmm. And there are two words that I don't know that everybody associates with the, with, with self-care and it was action and responsibility, mm-hmm. which, I mean, I think those are two, I mean, if I had to, you know, and we'll talk about your podcast in a second. If, if I had to pick my words, right. Of <laughs> things that really resonate with me, like right now, like I'm re I'm kind of reworking my core values. And so I'm trying to like drill them down into, into like just, a word that that encompasses other words, right? Right. And so I'm big on words and I'm big on like, you know, the the my definition of words, like not necessarily Webster's definition of them, but how do I define success mm-hmm. and freedom and flexibility and action and responsibility? So I think that is gorgeous how you have associated self-care to you've got to take some action. Because I think a lot of people think of self-care and they think inaction. They think I won't do anything and that's taking care of myself. And from my perspective, that couldn't be further from the truth. Yeah. Yeah. And then then another thing I thought of is like one of, you know, for Lori's new business with her get ready wrap, her tagline is um, self-care should not be considered a luxury. And Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people think about self-care as, oh, that's totally, that's, that's something that's, I can't rhyme to. I'm too busy or I'm not mm-hmm. this or I'm not that or I'm not that. So you say something is like, you know, you've kind of gone through some burnout and the busyness thing. Like, how do you combat that? Or how do you prescribe combating like that burnout, busyness, overwhelmed kind of feeling with the self-care? 
Yeah. And that's such a great question. And I think right now that's something that's plaguing so many people's minds. I see it all the time with the busy parents that I work with all that, like it is across the board. Everybody's feeling too busy. Everyone's feeling like it is a luxury. Everyone's feeling like it's out of reach or they still have that like guilt and association and negative connotation to self-care of like, oh, well, if I do this, then I'm neglecting my kid or my spouse or you know whatever else I need to be doing. And in reality, I try to remind people right away is you are going to be taking more energy from people when you aren't taking care of yourselves because mm-hmm. you're basically like drowning at the bottom of the pool, trying to like save someone, but you're not taking care of yourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, the old, like I used to be a flight attendant, put your damn oxygen mask on first. Like that is there for a reason when you're in a state of an emergency. So when it comes to self-care and for anyone that's experiencing, you know, a burnout or near burnout or overwhelm, which is like I said, these, I feel like these are the most common words I hear all the time. I'm overwhelmed. I'm stressed out. You know, all this, it is a lot more simple than we make it. Like we overcomplicate it to think like, okay, let's just say, so I I have six pillars of self-care. We have the physical, the mental, the emotional, the spiritual, the social, and the financial. And all six of those I feel are equally as important, but they're not all equally as important. Like you don't have to do everything at the same time. It's like, choose one and start to, to do something with it. So my process is all about taking really small baby steps. So for example, if somebody comes to me and they're like, oh my gosh, I'm so stressed out. I don't have time. That's all. I don't have time. I got to be with my kids and my husband. I'm I'm like, okay, cool. Right now you just complain for five minutes about how you don't have time. So I'm going to encourage you right now to take the next five minutes. I'm going to get off the phone with you in the next five minutes. I want you to literally journal out whatever is on your mind, just dump it out, brain dump it. And usually they're like, well, I don't know what to write. I'm like, well, that's the point. Like just get started. Right. And, and it's that simple, right? Go outside for five minutes and take, I have now created multiple self-care programs all on different platforms for different companies, because so many people need to be reminded to walk, to breathe, to, you know, and as much as some, there's a part of me that's like, what is wrong with us as a culture that like, here we go. What is wrong with us? Back to that. Um, the reality is we, we aren't taught this, which is why I am very eager to go into my kid's school and be very hands-on of like, cool, I'm going to make sure that these kids understand for, okay, here's a great example. Sophia, who you now know five years old, started kindergarten. She's five. So at five years old, your emotions can go from like this to this like from A to Z in five seconds and back and forth. You're like a teapot, right? And kids are, you know, prone, some of them to having temper tantrums over like really interesting things, right? Like, oh, but I wanted blue, not purple. And it's like, ah, so she had a temper tantrum recently. And then I got frustrated and I don't normally, like, I'm not a yeller, but I just get like kind of quiet and I'm like, okay, mommy's, you know, feeling this. She looks at me and she goes, I have an idea. I'm like, what? She goes, what if we say pineapple when anyone's mad or upset or stressed or frustrated? And then whoever says pineapple, everyone around us has to take deep breaths, three deep breaths. And I'm like, what do you mean? So I wanted to see what she'd do. Right. So she's, she yells pineapple. She's like, pretend like you're mad or whatever. She goes pineapple. So we like take three deep breaths by the third breath. We're hysterically laughing. And both of us recognize that immediately, like this is a five-year-old that, yeah, yeah, she's experienced a lot of this living with me. So she's kind of like forced into it, but it's also fascinating to see what happens when, and and now we do this, we implement this with anyone we're around and people 
consistently across the board have been like, wow, that's a really great technique, not just for kids, but also for parents. Like if you're anyone, like if you're getting a mode where you're feeling overwhelmed or burnt out, you don't have to say pineapple, but like in your mind, please, I dare you like say pineapple and just literally like stop what you're doing and take three deep, deep breaths, release it all out and guarantee that's going to give you a little bit of self-care that you weren't already doing. Oh, my brain just went to, this is fun. Like I'm coming up with words. I'm coming up with, I'm coming up with words now. Like Lori's going to get home and I'm going to be like, you know, corn dog. She's like, what? The, what? I'm going to be like, you take it. You know, when, I, when you were, whenever you were talking about that, I thought about how Sophia made you cross your legs in the video. You're like, can, oh, yeah. I, sit, can I sit like this? And she said, absolutely not. Yeah. Don't be, you're, first, first of all, don't be ridiculous. We're on camera. I need you to button. I need you to button it up. And you're like, okay. And then so you crossed your legs and now she was like, okay, that's better. So she's very, I love her. That's what I said earlier. Like her brain is not the, the brain of, I assume or her brain is not what mine was when I was five. I'll put it that, I'll no, put it that way. And so same. adorable, love the pineapple thing. So cool. And let, let's, let's stay on words for a second because mm-hmm. you just had me on your podcast, which I absolutely loved. And you know, I, before I came on, I saw the title, like, what's the word? And I'm thinking, okay, like I, but it never, my brain never went to, well, what's the word? And that's the, right. first, thing you, that's the first thing you ask. And you're like, okay, Jay, like what's, what's a your word, word right now? I'm like, well, that was obvious. Like who's an idiot like me. Um, so let's talk about that. Cause I think, and like we've talked about, you know, words are really powerful for me. Um, psychology is really powerful for me. And I think like what, you know, our thoughts and our words and our actions are so like, you know, synergistic and intertwined that, you know, I'm really, I'm careful with my words, but I'm also like interested in them enough to like kind of unpack what they mean to me. Like they don't always have to mean the same thing as we grow and evolve and stuff. Mm -hmm. So why, what's the word, which is the name of Jamie's podcast. Make sure you go listen. It's awesome. It's fun. Um, Inspirational, educational, like it's everything that I love. One of my core values is I don't know if that's a core value or not. Anyway, well, what I'll, is it? What is it? I'll hand, well, I'll handle that on my own, whether it's a core value or not, but I need, I need to be educated and entertained at the same time. Mm-hmm. If, if I'm really going to retain. Yeah. Like, you know how, like, you, you know, you've, I mean, you've probably been to as many seminars as I have and somebody could be so smart and so intelligent and so just, but if they just get on stage and give me, you know, flow charts and graphs and statistics and whatever, and they don't have some funny to them, I tend to, my, Jay's brain goes to other places. Mm-hmm. But if somebody's funny and they can entertain me and educate me, like, I'll love you forever. Like, yeah. I will just be all about it. So that's kind of like, that's my sweet spot when it comes to like learning. And I've always been like that, even with like teachers back in the day. And so yeah. why, what's the word? Um, and then let's talk about that a little bit. Let's uh, yeah, love it. Okay, so many many years ago, um, as a kid, always loved Mister Rogers, and he would usually have a theme kind of thing. Then um, Pee Wee Herman had the word of the day. Okay, and I always just have loved having kind of like I wake up in the morning and I, and I wake up with a word, like some kind of a word for my dream or whatever it is. And then that word will usually kind of trickle into my day. And I'm like, Oh, the, the word appears here. Like, Oh, I feel this way because this word, whatever. Um, and I love themes. So when I originally chose, what's the word, um, I just knew, cause I had now, okay. So for 10 years, I've taught classes across the board, all over the place. And I've always kind of been the teacher that chooses a word of the day. 
Mm-hmm. So it's been kind of a thing, my little shtick. And I was like, all right, you know what? I think this could work for, for a podcast. And I personally love to understand others. And I want to know what makes them tick, like what's yeah. their word. Right. So there's been often times where like, even when I think Jillian Michaels was once, she's like, well, are you going to pick the word? And I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah. You're picking the word. Right. I'm like, it's yeah. your word. Like yeah. I want to know. And I love being able to have someone. Cause I've had people like one time I had someone who, they had chosen their word and then we had to reschedule and then like their word changed. And I love that because I think sometimes the word that might be really resonating with you today, two weeks from now might not be the same word. And I think because we're all so connected and because energetically, like I am, I'm very deep in my spiritual path of that interconnectedness of all of us. So I love when someone's really vibing on a word, because then I know that that word is not just vibing with you, Jay. It's also vibing with a ton of my audience. You know, it's like when we can kind of let go of this, like, I'm going to tell everybody what the word is. It's like, no, Jay, what's the word today? And then you tell me, it's like a surprise to me. And then most of my audience in like, so your podcast is coming out today. So abundance, I'm sure is going to be like all across the board for a lot of people in my, it's great. So yeah, that's where it came from. I love that. Mm-hmm. What I just I have a whole bunch of questions. Um, so what what's the most in I'm I'm using the word obscure only because that's just yeah. the word that came to my mind. Love it. Is has there been like an a re, the most obscure word that maybe in, in by not by the word itself, but maybe by like, oh well, like I didn't see that coming. Like, you know, yeah. Like, I, it's funny you should say that. So I yeah. yeah, so I had um I had an incredible uh New York, you know, um what do you call it? a financial advisor from Wall Street? who is just absolutely incredible. And I was definitely thinking that it would be a very buttoned up, you know, like right. something that has to do with finance. Like, yeah, I'm picturing not, a tie. Not, I'm picturing yeah. like, like very straight and so, yeah. and so when I interview him, I was like, oh, what's your word of the day? And he's like, suck. And I was like, I'm sorry. You're like, I thought it was going to be algorithm. Like I thought yeah. we were, I thought it was going to be flow chart. Like, what? Yeah. And so he chose the word suck. And it was just like you said, obscure. And it was obscure because yeah. his, his point behind it is he loves playing on words. And I didn't know that at the time. And so his whole uh, point was understanding and getting people to realize that money doesn't have to suck or like your relationship with money. That. Like it was kind of this opposing thing. Yeah. And, and he brought up this really great story that literally sticks in my mind forever because of the suck thing is that. he, he, he brought up, he was like, imagine, um, you know, when you think about your finances, I want you to think of this. And he was like, no matter where you're at, whether you're like totally making it or whether you're totally like sinking under underwater, he was like, imagine the first time you watch the scariest movie. He's like, think of a movie. And right away I'm like, saw like in my, and he was like, yeah, let's go with saw. And he goes, think about the first time you saw the scariest movie ever. You know, what was that like? And, and he like has me walk through and I'm like, right. yeah, it was like, you know, I'm like freaking out. So you're and feeling he goes, all right. Too. Yeah. And he goes, and I'm feeling it. it was so good. And he goes, okay, cool. He goes, now imagine the movie just ended and I'm like, push play again. And I'm like, okay. And he goes, are you, how does it feel now? And I'm like, well, it's definitely not as scary because I know what's happening. Right. And he's like, that's why finances don't have to suck. He's like, you just, I know. And I'm like, brilliant. Right. Yeah. See, that's an example. Like, I could learn from this guy because totally, he just he inter- like yeah. stuck it in there. He's I can't inter- forget it. He entertained me and he is going to educate me on money, which can be scary. Like beautiful. I love this guy. I don't even know him. That yeah. is, that's so cool. And I, yeah. I just love the, I love the, I love the ability also to take that in so many different directions, right? It's like, yeah. you're, you're not, you're not pigeonholed into like, oh, we have to talk about, you know, 
this. It's like, yeah. this can be like anything, which is like the realm of possibilities is exciting. Like that yeah. makes it really, really fun. I wish we could talk for like two hours. This is so cool. You and I are like, fat. I feel like we're fast friends. Um, yeah. You know, because we got connected by a really cool dude. And, you know, I think I'm big on frequency, energy, and all those things. I know you are too. So we've talked about, I want everybody to make sure we, we do all the things that we need to do as, as a supportive audience. Because I'm a big believer in like, I love to support people that I really resonate with. So we've got the book, Waves of Self-Care. So we can get that on Amazon, I'm sure, right? Okay. Thank so we're you, gonna Jay. Go, yo, you're welcome. So we're going to go to Amazon and buy that team. And then anything else we want to know about you, we can just go to your website, which I will link in the show notes, but go ahead and spell it out for me because the, your first name spelt a little bit differently than people are probably assuming that it is. You go. Absolutely. Okay. So it's Jamie McFadden. It's spelled J-A-I-M E last name M-C-F-A-D-E-N.com. Jamie McFadden.com. Love it. And then the podcast is what's the word and we can find mm-hmm. that anywhere and everywhere. So let's go out, support Jamie team, um, send her feedback. I'm sure Jamie would love anything and everything. If you guys listen to her podcast, rate it, give it five stars, tell her you loved it. I mean, I'm going to be on there. So don't be, <laughs> you know, don't be, don't be rude. Listen to my episode and then maybe say something nice about me in the review. Like Jay was really awesome. Like things like that, you know, Jay is really awesome. Thank you for <laughs> thank you for being so cool. And hold on, before we go, I wrote this down. Were you really a flight attendant? Mm-hmm. Oh my god, you're gonna love Lori. Lori was a flight attendant for like 20 years for American Airlines, but I'll let, we'll chat about that later. I just I wrote that down. I'm like, was she really a flight attendant? Yeah. Oh, that's oh, awesome. Cool. I can't who, wait to catch up more. I worked for Virgin. I worked for Virgin Airlines, and I was okay. really fortunate that I got to work alongside of Richard Branson for like Shut two up. solid years. Yeah. How cool is that? He's who made, he's who actually convinced me to leave and start my own thing because he just basically was like, take a chance, you know, like in that sense of like, if if there's something that's calling to you, like, screw it, just do it. What a cool thing. We got a couple more minutes and I can't let this go. I mean, that's too cool. (laughs) First of all, let's bring that up earlier. Right. I mean, just, you know what I'm saying? Like maybe late, maybe next time we talk, like you bring something awesome like that up earlier. Not when I have like two minutes left. So that, because now I'm going to be confused about a lot of things. I have so many questions about that. So awesome. So I would consider that like a mentoring moment, right? Like no, no matter Very how much. vast it was, I mean, to get that kind of advice from somebody of that stature who you're actually employed by, <laughs> yeah. it's like, hey, you should leave. You should leave. Like, <laughs> well, Are so you- he didn't technically say I should leave. He just, I, right. I had been, I was backstage because we, I did all the press releases with him. And so I was backstage, we were doing a launch at, I forget which airport, San Jose or or Denver, somewhere that we were just launching and him and I were backstage. And this is probably the 10th time I had been backstage with him for something. I never wanted to bother him. I never wanted to be that person to like, you know, bug him when he's like about to go on. And he's, I know how busy he is and all this stuff. And I, I just, and he, he said to me, he goes, Hey, Jamie, how are you feeling today? And I was like, Oh, he remembered my name. So I'm like, okay, this is my shot. Like, I'm just going to ask him at the time I was personal training on the side. I loved it. I had done fitness contests and I was really getting into it. And I loved flying, but I knew I couldn't keep doing both. Um, it was just too much in the capacity I was doing it in. And so I said to him, I had just said, and I called him big rich. I said, Hey, big rich, one question for you. I said, I, I'm, I'm feeling conflicted right now. I love my job here. I love what I'm doing. I'm also doing something on the side as an entrepreneur that I really, really love. And I'm just, I'm just, you know, I don't want to leave this because this is security because I have my benefits and all that. Right. And then I'm like, but then this is like where my heart is going. And he literally looks at me. He's like, screw it. Just do it. Like he was like, told, he basically told me how he's failed a number of times and nobody talks about his failures anymore. 
Yeah. And so like, I think it was probably that next day I was oh, called my boss and was like, so I'm yeah. leaving. And they're like, what? Yeah. Right. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm so thankful for him being able to work alongside of someone like that. Yeah. Uh, and it was, I was working alongside of him and Jillian Michaels at the same time. And both of them are like top of the game in their game oh, totally. as entrepreneurs. And I just, I feel like the, and I had no connection to either of those beforehand. I feel like those are opportunities and golden tickets. If you get those in your life, anytime you get those in your life, like totally. you need to vastly absorb everything that you can learn, learn what you do want to do, what you don't want to do, like learn what works, what doesn't, and just you know, be grateful for that. And so anyways, from, from that day on, I, I will continue to do everything I can to pay that forward and like yeah. be mentor. Like if somebody ever reaches out on DM or whatever and says, Hey, you know, how did you get into this? Or how did like, I will do my best to always make the time to address that with somebody. Cause I remember thinking like, how, so cool. how lucky was I? Yeah. I wrote this down and I don't guys, if you didn't listen to a word that Jamie and I said, I want you to listen to this. Seriously. I write this down. Ask the question right? Like so powerful. I think oftentimes we have a question. So I believe in, this is my belief and I know we got to go. My mm. belief in life is that challenges and obstacles and adversities are simply unanswered questions. And if we'll start asking the questions, we'll get the answers that we need. Imagine how your life would be different if you maybe just didn't ask that question. So like so freaking powerful, so awesome. and such a great way to end the show. Ask the question guys of yourself, of each other, of the village, Mm -hmm. Make sure you go support Jamie. Thank you for supporting me. Don't know why you do, um, but I appreciate you. Jamie, you're awesome. I can't wait to connect with you more and just do some cool stuff, whatever it looks like. Tell Sophia I said hi. I will. And um, we'll see you soon, buddy. We'll see you soon. All right, bye. Thank Thanks. you. Hey, before you go, I'd just like to say thank you again for listening to the Thrive Forever Fit podcast and watching on YouTube. It means the absolute world to me. And if you would, if you would do me one favor, and that is simply subscribe and review this podcast on whatever platform it is that you enjoy it on, YouTube, Apple, Spotify, doesn't matter. I would absolutely be so grateful and so thankful if you do that for me. Thanks again for listening and I'll see you again next week with an awesome, awesome episode. Bye.